On today's Lockdown Royals, we're going to dive into the divisional series for the AL and also the NL with the help of our local experts and our national experts, including former Major League Baseball player Gordon Beckham. What does he have to say about how each series will shake out? How has our feelings changed? about the series now that the wild cards have been decided. Find out after this Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Email the show, LockedOnRoyals.com. So today we are going to break down and dissect the MLB postseason, the divisional round, Each series, you'll get a take from our national expert, our former player, Gordon Beckham, and myself on each series. I'm going to start each series with Gordon Beckham and company's take about the series, and then I'll follow it up with what I feel about the series. So you're going to get Joe Schmo, a.k.a. me. You're also going to get a big leaguer who's been uh, in the bigs before. Where else can you find that? Look at it right now. Let's start with the matchups tonight, the AL matchups, Red Sox and Rays play, and also Astros and White Sox play. Let's start with the first game on the day, Astros and White Sox. What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report in the MLB Divisional Series games are getting started, and we have our MLB insider right here with us today to break them down. Gordon Beckham, how you doing? I'm good, Kim. Good to see you. It's a little bit late on the East Coast, but we're we're still rocking and rolling. I know. I hate to rub it in. I'm in Arizona, so it's not as late as where you are, but I promise I won't keep you up all night here. But, Gordon, let's talk about the Chicago White Sox, Houston Astros. You have a little bit of experience with the White Sox, so I hear And it sounds like a lot of people are going to be cheering on the Chicago White Sox because they're still not quite over the whole Houston Astros cheating scandal thing. So in your opinion, what's the most important thing that the White Sox have to do to really get this series going on the right foot? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is is the fact that the White Sox have kind of been overlooked all year. Um, They definitely are coming into the postseason with a chip on their shoulder. Um, Their offense is dynamic. I know the Astros have a comparable, if not better, offense than the White Sox, but I've watched these guys all year. I actually called the game uh, with Jason Benetti uh, when they were down in Houston. And so I watched firsthand four games where they got swept. And uh, it wasn't it was not pretty. So I, I think at the end of the day, they're going to show up uh, a lot better than they did in the middle of the summer there. But um, I think their offense is important. They've got to come out. They've got to swing the bats. They've got to be aggressive. And, and that's 
that's kind of the mo of their uh, of their team when they come out when Tim Anderson leads the charge and he gets out there and and really uh, just just puts on a show. I they they do well. I mean, every time Tim Anderson does well, the White Sox follow. So uh, for me, it's Tim Anderson. If he shows up in the playoffs, they're going to have a, a long run. All right. Well, you kind of led me right into my next question. The Astros have probably the most well balanced offense in all of baseball. How difficult do you think it's going to be for? the White Sox pitching staff to really keep these games within reach. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Houston's just bringing a lineup that is just stacked from top to bottom. I mean, all their offensive numbers basically spell that out. Um, I think that the White Sox, what they've lived on their whole, the whole season is their pitching. I mean, they, from, from the start to the finish, they basically just did it with pitching because they had some serious injuries um, in their lineup for most of the season. And they were able to cobble some things together. Some guys stepped up to get them to where they wanted to be, where they could have that lead and just kind of coast into the playoffs. But the pitching was really the the what, what kept them into it. Uh, all these games, kept them above water. Uh, Lance Lynn uh, and, and McCullers going tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon is going to be amazing to watch. Great matchup. You've got two awesome high-powered offenses, and then you've got great pitching staffs on both sides. I think the White Sox pitching staff is a little bit better, um, and their bullpen you know, definitely, definitely has the edge. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, the White Sox won 93 games and the AL Central, while the Houston Astros won 95 games and the AL West, but it seems that the Astros are really the team that's in most conversations here. Can you tell us why that is? Yeah, I, I think that what they do, they do a lot of things well. I mean, they've got good pitching. They've got solid pitching. And so honestly, the pitching, it comes from guys that you don't really know. You haven't heard a, a whole lot about. I mean, you've got McCullers at the top, but then you've got other guys right behind them that are just basically stacking up. They've got three ERAs. They're, they're handling their business. And I think that um, that going with an offense that's just potent, they put up great at bats. I mean, you just, I watched them all for three and a half, four games um, when I was calling it, and, and they just put together good at bats. I mean, the White Sox have good pitching, and Houston really makes you grind for each, you know, each out. And I think that that's the reason they're tough. They just kind of outlast guys. All right. Well, it's going to be an awesome series here. But before we wrap this one up, Gordon, I got to get your prediction on this one. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I got to go with my uh, my the team that drafted me and, and the White Sox. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the White Sox in four. I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna split uh, in Houston and get uh, and then win two back at Guaranteed Rate in Chicago. So that's uh, that's my my hope. I don't know. We'll see. I love it. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll do a little follow up on this and see how right you were. Sounds good. I don't even. I, I I've, I'm over two so far. So oh no. Maybe. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll be we'll be one for three here. Who knows? We'll there see. Hey, that was uh, that was way better than I did in my career. So it's going to be perfect. <laughs> All right, Gordon. Well, thanks so much, and for everybody listening, for more local experts and insider analysis, make sure you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast, Locked On Your Team Every Day. There you have it, our takes from our former Major League ball player Gordon Beckham on what he expects in this series. For me, it's similar to what he's saying about Tim Anderson, uh, but I'll take it in the more media aspect than like playing the game aspect. I think that with Tim Anderson, yes, of course, the White Sox are much better whenever he's playing well. I think that the sport will benefit from him playing well. I think that if he comes out this series and hits two or three home runs, which we're used to seeing him hit in Kansas City, 
and just pimps them. I mean, there are no doubt home runs where he can just lay into a bat flip or a bat toss or a bat throw or whatever he wants to do with the bat, a bat handoff like we saw with Soto, whatever he wants to do with the bat. Whenever, if he can get into one and get into a couple and show off that swag, that personality, then that's the type of stuff that creates baseball fans. I mean, you, you think about the way that the older generation talks about baseball, the younger generation talks about baseball, and there's a big disconnect there. So you not only want to get players in, in, you know, playing the game, young, young people playing the game of baseball, you've got to give them something to want to aspire to be, though. Like, you can rattle off 60 million heroes and you know, kind of people you look up to in the olden days, and recently, one of the biggest examples of that was Jose Bautista. After that bat toss, every kid wanted to have that feeling. The shot in Toronto where the crowd is just combusting and you're tossing the bat aside. That was a big time moment that you could go and emulate playing wiffle ball in the backyard, front yard, wherever you play it at. So getting more of those moments, I'm always rooting for those moments. What are the moments where kids are going to say, hey, look, baseball's cool. Baseball is really cool. And Tim Anderson has that cool factor of he can be somebody, and this White Sox team as a whole can be a team that ignite baseball fans for a long, long time and plant the seed into the younger audience of wanting to be baseball players, wanting to be baseball fans, baseball observers. Growing the game is what Tim Anderson and the White Sox can do. So I'm rooting for them, but I love watching this, this you know, Astros team as well. I think that I would pick the Astros just because of the experience that they have, but who I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for fun. I'm rooting for moments and, and rooting for turning points to try to turn back the clock on baseball and kind of put them back in the driver's seat. But speaking of driver's seats, if your car needs anything, you should go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all of the parts that your car would ever need. Every single part your car would need at rockauto.com. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that they're going to have my parts that I need, and also, I don't have to take a quiz to get these parts. So I'm, what I mean by that is, they're not going to know my experience level. They're not going to know how much about cars do I know, right? They're only going to know that I'm looking for a car part. And therefore, they will not upcharge me because I don't know anything about cars and I'm going to do it yourselfer. They will not upcharge me. They'll give me that same reliably low price for every person uh, at rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about this box, and they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably Low prices for the parts your car will need, rockauto.com. Now let's get into Series 2 with Gordon Beckham and our national experts. What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report. The MLB Divisional Series games are getting started and we have MLB insider Gordon Beckham here to break them down for you. Gordon, how you doing? I'm good, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Let's talk 
Boston Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox are coming off of a big 6-2 win over the Yankees. How do you think that they are going to prepare now to head into moving on to taking on the defending AL champs, the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, I mean, I think they got a, you know, they got a tall task ahead of them for sure. I think the one thing I've noticed though over the years is the fact that people, when they get, when they have a great game in the wild card, it can sometimes propel them into uh, some better uh, weather, I guess, so to speak, as they move forward. I mean, uh, Boston kind of limped into the playoffs, and so you all of a sudden get a big win, you get this momentum bump, and also the Tampa Bay Rays will not have played in like four days. So as a baseball player, you lose a lot of the feel of the game when, it, when you don't see pitching every day. So personally, I think that the, it's, it's a good thing for the Red Sox. They have a lot of momentum. Um, and I think that um, obviously the Rays are good. I mean, you know, they've won so many games. It's not going to be an easy, easy thing to go down to Tampa, but I just, I, I, I think that there's some, some really good momentum on the side of the Red Sox. All right. Well, coming from a baseball player yourself, what is how can you keep that momentum going for these Red Sox? What's something specific that you think that they really should hone in on here? Yeah, I think I think that the offense has got to show up early. I, I, I really am. I as as an offensive player, like when you get out there and you start scoring runs for your pitching staff early, or you start having good at bats and you show that you're getting on base, and the pitching staff can kind of keep the other team down, you really are you know ahead of the eight ball. And, on and when you start these baseball games, especially in the playoffs, it just feels better when you're hitting. I mean, it always did for for me. Even if you weren't hitting personally, um, having guys on base and being able to um, have that kind of good feeling, knowing that you can get guys on base, you can score. I think the uh, the Red Sox offense has got to go. And then you watch Chris Sale, right? Chris Sale is important because Chris always I playing with him when I was with the Chicago. He always pitched well in Tampa. He loved Tampa, but obviously he gets seen a lot by them now. Who knows? But um, I like my chances having Chris Sale going uh, once, possibly twice, depending on who they end up starting. All right. And do you think that the strength of the Rays bullpen is going to be a factor in these series for the Red Sox? Yeah, I, the, the Rays, I don't know how they do it. Every year they, they don't do much in the offseason. They don't make huge splashes. They bring in small pieces, um, people that fit their their mold and fit their organization, and they turn people around all the time. I mean, just nobody's other in other places come to Tampa and all of a sudden they're somebody. And I think that that's the beauty of the Rays is they don't always make the big splashes. They don't always go out and do things um, like everybody thinks that you should, and yet they're always there. They just find a way to piece it together. They've got a great team. They've had a you know a bunch of guys hit over 20 homers uh, this year. I mean, you've got a veteran guy behind the plate, Mike Zanino, which is important. But he's he's going to be able to like handle that staff. And so when you have people coming in from everywhere, because the Rays are known just to throw uh, start you know openers, and then they'll throw uh, a random uh, bullpen arm when you wouldn't expect it. It's all about matchups for them. And they just live by the the data that they have their data oriented team. And um, they're not afraid to throw anybody in any spot. And if he gets hit one night, it doesn't mean they're not going to go right back to him the next night. They always go by the matchups and the matchups dictate who they put in there at a certain point. Well, whatever they're doing down there, it's working, huh? It is. Yeah. They're very good. <laughs> they do They do things very well. Yeah. All right. Okay, Gordon, let's get your prediction on this series. Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the hot hand. I'm going with the team that has played in the last four days. I'm going with the Red Sox. I think it's a short series. If the Rays have any sort of 
kind of uh, rust that they have to knock off, the series, a five-game series, can really like get away from you really quick. So I'm going to go with the guys that are streaking. They had a big win. They struggled in Tampa in, in Tampa Bay and uh, playing these guys. I mean, they really struggled against Tampa Bay down the stretch, but I'm going to go with them. They're the hot hand. They just won a game. I got the, uh, the Red Sox in five. All right, Red Sox in five. I love it. Gordon, thanks so much. And for all of our listeners, for more local experts and insider analysis, make sure that you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast, Locked On, your team every day. I'm in lockstep with Beckham again. I think it's going to be critical for the race to win game one. I think that the Rays are the, are the better ball club. I think that they're the better managed ball club. They're the better talent level on the roster on paper. I think that they are a more efficient ball club and, and just a better baseball team. Better ran, better organized, better bats, better pitching, better everything. But there's something to be said for just the unexplainable luck, the unexplainable confidence. And after that scene in Fenway, right, that we saw in the wild card, after that scene in February, February, Fenway, against the Yankees, you take down your arch rivals, and you're seeing the Red Sox right now play up that win. You know, where, oh, if we would have had game 163, we already know that the Yankees would have picked us. We saw those reports. You wanted it, you got it. Those kind of stories are stuff that you put on the DVD at the end of the year, right? Those kind of stories are stuff that live forever. It's the Raul Abanez dugout speech. It's the Mike Moustakis dugout speech. It's it's those kind of things that make magical runs happen out of thin air. So to me, if you're the Rays, you have got to win game one. Level out the emotional high, right? Right now, just by the nature of having actually played meaningful baseball on Sunday with the game 162, right, that that had to come back from behind, beat the Nationals to avoid 163, and then having to win the wild card, they have way more of that emotional adrenaline than a team who's coming off a World Series appearance who the last couple weeks of the season have had nothing to play for. So evening that battle to me will be a big deal in this series. Just as you should even up the score at betonline.ag because you should go right now to betonline.ag, start an account for free, sign up today for free, Whenever you make your first deposit at betaline.ag, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Do not forget to use our code LOCKEDON to get that bonus because BetOnline is back and better than ever. It's the number one spot for pro and college football action all season long with new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Do not forget to use code LOCKEDON for that welcome deposit. From football, basketball, baseball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage right now. Available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and best way to bet on large sport action. Bet online, where the game starts. We're back on the Locked On Royals podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning. We're free and available on all platforms for your second listen. Why not make it Lockdown MLB? Go check out Lockdown MLB and listen to all the good MLB content. 
surrounding baseball postseason and offseason and next season. Stay tuned to Locked On MLB. Now, we're going to save the NL for Friday. That way, it's a preview for the games before the actual NL games. But how great, and I mean how great, was that wildcard game between the Dodgers and the Cardinals? And if you're a Cardinals fan, and go listen to Lockdown Cardinals because Lucas Smith does a great job covering the team, I can't imagine the feeling right now. Because, you know, the Royals lost a Game 7 of the World Series, but it felt different, right? You know it felt different than this. Because that team, was it was on a magical run. It had been 30 years. You were just happy to be in the postseason. And it felt awesome to watch Royals play meaningful baseball in the World Series. And they gave everything they had. They pushed it to seven against the Giants, who have been perennial winners at that point. It didn't feel bad to lose Game 7. Comparing it cross-sport, it was like whenever the Thunder made the playoffs for the first time in their, since being in Oklahoma City, and they lose in Game 6 to the Lakers to lose that first-round series, their first-ever playoff series at home, and they get a standing ovation. It was that kind of admiration of, hey, we know this team's good now. We know this is a fun young team. Thank you for you know, restoring baseball in Kansas City. Thank you for you know just the, the ride we went on this whole month. And hopefully they do it again next year. So in my lifetime, there hasn't been that true heartbreak to where, you know, game seven, that loss, you know, sure, you can talk about Gordon and sending Gordon. Um, and sure, the Salvador Press pop-up hurt in the moment, like in the immediate future. But, you know, last night, the Cardinals got a run on a bounce-away ball. They're like 0 for 7, 0 for 9, whatever it was with runners in scoring position. I don't believe they got an extra base hit at all. Like, they just didn't show up. And I'm sorry, but if you hold that Dodgers lineup to two runs, you have to win that game. You have to win that game in Dodger Stadium. And so the, the Cardinal season has been a fun season. Like, the, the winning streak was fun. I'm sure that the, the fans had a fun time. But that's got to be immense heartbreak. And as an observer, that's great. It was great watching that because that felt more like a playoff game than the Red Sox-Yankees, right? Whenever we got to Cardinals-Dodgers last night, you were, even as somebody who's totally unbiased and doesn't care about the outcome, hanging on every pitch. You had that pit in your stomach every pitch. Living and dying with pitches in baseball is so fun. And it's unlike any other sport because there's so much built up and build up to the next play, the next pitch, the next, the next everything. You can truly feel a moment, right? In basketball and football, the game moves so fast that oftentimes moments are in retrospect. In baseball, you feel that moment happen in real time. And whenever you get a close baseball game with actual meaningful stakes on the line, there's nothing better. And I love basketball. I love NBA basketball. I love college basketball. I love football. I love watching the Chiefs. I love their their runs in the postseason. But but whenever the game is the close as it was yesterday, there's just nothing better than that than that playoff baseball. Nothing. And now I want you to close your eyes right now, unless you're driving, and imagine 
a year in which the Royals are back in the postseason. They go on a nice run. And at one time, for one community, you've got a championship-level football team and a championship-level baseball team in your city. How fun would that be? How awesome would that be? It'd be pretty great. Hopefully it happens soon. Until tomorrow, whenever we preview the NL series, be good and be good to one another.